Great greetings, my beautiful, beautiful goddess universe, and welcome to this sure-to-be-juicy, definitely-to-be-inspiring, and absolutely magical conversation. I'm Aviola, and welcome to Spiritpreneur School, where today our incredible guest is jo- Joanna DeVoe. The goddess, the myth, the legend. Let me tell you a little bit about this incredible woman. She is a kick-ass witch and is known for all things kick-ass witch. Her ruling belief is that she believes in the transformative power of love, the alchemical process of forgiveness, and the magic of setting and holding an intention to manifest the kick-ass life of your most cherished dreams. I truly feel like she is a sister from another mister, and I look forward in this year to getting to know her even better. Welcome, Goddess Joanna! Yay! I feel the same way, Aviola. You're so inspiring. Such an exciting energy you have, too. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much. So I just gave like a little like a brief, tiny, mini, mini touch of who you are. Let the people know, who are you, Goddess Joanna? What does it mean to be a kick-ass witch? Well, I wrote that little blurb that you just read in 2012, Mm -hmm. and I haven't looked at it in so long. When you were reading it, I was like, I totally agree with that. Yes, that is what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. You like that one? That woman sounds amazing. Who is that? (laughs) Yeah, and I think what I'm really interested in and what I do could be described as personal development with a touch of magic. And what I have found it comes down to for most people is fear and helping them move beyond fear. Which I know isn't like as sexy as talking about like, woo, magic with wands and capes and smoke and all that stuff is amazing. But I really genuinely am here to help people, as Oprah would say, live their best life. My little tagline is creating the kick-ass life of your dreams. I may have stolen that subconsciously from Oprah now that I think about it because I think I probably have done that with a lot of Oprah's work because she was that person for me. And I've had a couple chuckles in the last, like, six months or so when I notice I'm doing something and I'm like, is this just a wiki version of Oprah? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting that you said that because I think that a lot of us, you know, who are in this space are daughters of Oprah and so many other magical women. And so, you know, I think there's a little bit of grace that's allowed there because Oprah's kind of in the ether. And she was for a lot of us like that first voice of like, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. And so I, what I really love about your work, Goddess Joanna, and your approach is that, as you said, you know, People think, like, have this idea of magic, like, you know, and they think that, okay, you're, like, Joanna's, like, somewhere right now levitating in a room, which she might be, right? She totally, totally (laughs) might be. But (laughs) everyday magic is about 
you know, overcoming your fear and owning your voice. And, you know, people get scared by these terms like magic and ritual, etc. But we're already doing all of that. All of that. We have daily rituals. We have, you know, and we're just talking about doing it pointedly with direction for your best life, as you said, your holistic approach yes. to kicking ass. <laughs> Can you talk yeah, about and I think this is too, from you? Oops, sorry. I was going to say, I think that's twofold. Like, if you think about doing it on purpose, it means you're doing it intentionally. And ultimately, the goal, I think, is to do it in alignment with your soul's purpose. So I love to always say, like, you know, we're all magical, right? We all, we are. That's who we are. That's our birthright. That's one of our gifts as being humans. We get to co-create our reality. People who call themselves magicians, law of attraction practitioners, witches, we're just doing that on purpose and with intention. Yes. Yes. One million percent. And so when did you... How, tell us about you growing up when you were just a little witchy, witchy babe in her mama's eyes. I was I was madly in love with Jesus. I had definitely an ongoing conversation with Jesus every single day. I grew up in a Mennonite brethren household and um it was interesting because now looking back, I'm, I'm like, gosh, that was so magical. And I loved Jesus so much. And then what happened, I think, is the magic started wearing off as I started seeing, you know, Christians are human beings. <laughs> They're flawed, just like we all are. And I really became disenchanted with some of the fear-mongering and what I perceived at the time as hypocrisy with the adults around me. And so I really had a falling out with Jesus, not with just Christianity, right? Um, which is interesting because it was such a part of who I was. And when I say I was, had an ongoing conversation, like I felt like it was two ways going back and forth. And it wasn't just about saying my prayers in the morning or over dinner. I just, I don't know. I just saw Jesus everywhere. <laughs> that was the kind of kid I was. They called me little weirdo at Christian camp even because I think I was beyond what um, maybe <laughs> the adults expected in teaching us about Jesus. I was just like, yay, Jesus. And um, so it's interesting to come full circle now. I'm a 44-year-old woman, and at some point in my 30s, I, I was like, you know, I don't think you have to throw the baby Jesus out with the bathwater. Uh, and I forget, I feel like it was Gandhi who said something about I don't have a problem with Jesus. Jesus is cool, but it's um, but your Christians can be so unChrist-like, and not all Christians. I the Christians that I know right now today are truly inspiring. My mom is a missionary, and my stepdad, and they do amazing work with refugees all around the world. Um, so I don't mean that as a I'm not being snotty about Christianity. I'm just saying I, I related to that. And I was like, yeah, why did I lose that connection? And then come to find out, I never lost that connection. <laughs> it was there all along. So I don't know if that's what you were looking for, Abiola, but that's the journey that my mind just took me on. So I hope that was beneficial that was in some exactly, way to somebody with me. 
Yes, I think that that is so beautiful. And what a magical child that you were, that you were already having, you know, this beautiful two-way relationship with Jesus. And, like, just how incredible. That makes so such perfect sense. And it's interesting that you're, you said that you're, is your mom a missionary, you said? Yes, yes. Your mom is a missionary. And so what does your mom think about your kick-ass wit work and approach? Oh, you know, my entire family is extremely Christian. And so we have a kind of don't ask, don't tell policy. They love me. We spend time together every holiday, beyond every holiday. Like, we spend a lot of time together, but they don't want to know about it. (laughs) Everybody kind of tiptoes around it. I'm so easy to find on the internet, but never once have they been like, oh, we saw what you're doing. Um, I've been able to share little bits and pieces. I have a queen program, and I knew I could share that with my mom because there's nothing to do with witch in it. It's just, you know, how to be the queen of your own life. It's about women's empowerment. So I made sure that I could share that with her, you know, and um, I had a sales goal. Uh, because I wanted to pay for a special trip with my son and I. So I'm like, I'm going to involve my mom in this. So I talked to her every day, and I was like, Mom, you know, I only had a couple of uh, weeks to meet my goal, and she was my cheerleader. So I just find little ways to involve them and connect without scaring them, because I know it's frightening to them. They don't understand, and I know why, because I grew up in that. That's so beautiful that you find ways to include your mom and that you keep the relationship with your family because so many people that I've interviewed and that I talked to have had the opposite experience where they feel like they, if they had a different spiritual or religious belief than their loved ones, then that comes between them and severs their family ties. And so that's beautiful that you make a special effort to extend an olive branch and continue a close relationship with your mom. One of the people we have in common is one of my incredible clients, goddess December Fields Bryant of startwitches.com. Yes, who is amazing. Hi, December. Um, I bet she's listening. Hi, December. (laughs) Yes, she is awesome, amazing woman, absolutely a kick-ass witch. And she has done videos, et cetera, about coming out of the broom closet. Was there that moment for you? Only publicly to the entire world, but not with my family, funny enough. <laughs> um, they, I don't hide it from them. Like, I'll, uh, it, you can just see it. They get very jumpy. Like, an uncle at a family event asked me what I did do, and I was like, kick-ass switch. And my mom, like, dove across the party to, like, land in front of me and was like, she helped. She helped people with food because I did at the time have a program called Bad to Sexy, which was something she could be proud of, right? And she was like, ah, trying to navigate the conversation. (laughs) But, uh, and I think I had an uncle who actually was listening to my podcast, a different uncle, and who's very cool, but he never mentioned it again. So I have a feeling he didn't enjoy my podcast, um, which is called Hippie Witch. But, um... I don't know. I just, I think, again, like I keep referring to my age, but for me it's very significant, the age I am, because I was such a hot mess in my 20s and my early 30s, and um, that now I feel 
I really love myself. I really love my life. I really love who I am. And I've learned so many things going from hot mess to somebody who can say I love my life and I love who I am that I'm excited to share that with other people that, you know, maybe I can save them some time on that journey. So uh, it was not hard coming out publicly, coming out of the broom closet and calling myself a witch. You also, Goddess Joanna, probably wear the name of Coach. And this is a spiritpreneur podcast. And most of the beautiful women who are listening are either coaches, healers, yoginis, um, some sort of practitioner, creative priestesses, etc. What does being what does being a coach look like for you? And how did you come to add that, you know, to your bag of tricks and your way that you were going to show up in the world? I can answer both of those questions in one sentence. It, it, it was a happy accident, and it still is. I did not intend that. I was doing my podcast, um, and people started to ask me if they could hire me one-on-one, and I always said no because I had no intention of being a coach. I didn't have that dream, and I, it kept happening. Speaking of my mom, I told my mom that people kept asking me that, and she goes, why don't you just say yes? So I was like, okay, the next time someone asks me, I'll say yes. And I think it was the very next day somebody asked me, and I said yes, and I've been doing it for years now. And I offer life coaching, and I offer something I call biz witch coaching, because a lot of people, when you have a successful online brand, they're like, how are you doing that? I want to do that too. And it's just a really popular It's a dream a lot of people have right now because they want to work from home and all of that, and I definitely don't think it's for everybody, but sometimes the only way you can find that out is by giving it a try. So I think I know the most popular calls that I do and the most popular thing that people that want coaching sign up for is my BizWitch calls, and um, that's really just focused on becoming a personal brand because, gosh, I could just, I'm just going to go off for a minute, just really quick. Um, I believe that everything has been done, especially on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, you're teaching empowerment for women. I'm teaching empowerment. We probably say a lot of the same things, but nobody can say it like Abiola Abrams, and nobody can say it like Joanna DeVoe. And so in being the most authentically yourself and creating a personal brand that it takes a lot of courage to make yourself that vulnerable in a public space like the Internet is. But if you're able to do that and connect with people on that level, nobody can do what you do and it becomes a unique experience for people. And I really think that's the answer going forward for so many of us. And... um, So I like to help people to do that, to get brave, to be vulnerable, (laughs) and to learn how to take their unique personality and have that translate on the Internet. Oh, my goodness. I just love everything that you just said because we have just so much correlation and overlap. I've been talking about this topic a lot lately because my new program, The Spiritpreneur Guru Accelerator, is about exactly that. And we both have the same way that we started 
in coaching, people were asking me that I call it the pick your brain conversation. Um, for me, it was that people would, were wanting to pick my brain. And, and I have a friend who was getting like extremely frustrated because, you know, I was dealing with like a lot of people pleaser stuff, etc. And I would go out with these people and like design their whole lives, their whole business or their whole whatever. <laughs> and my friend was like, oh my God, you know, like this is like insane. Like you need to like charge. And so first I put up a page that was like, that said, you know, pick my, pick my brain. And it was like a, with a pay, um, <laughs> a PayPal link. <laughs> and so when they would like email me like, Hey, I'd love to pick your brain. I would send that page. And, you know, from there, then that developed exactly as you said, into first doing life coaching and then people being like, wait, I want to do what you're doing. How do I learn how to do that? And then my spiritpreneur mm. coaching started. And so I think that that is, I, I really feel very strongly that, you know, entrepreneurship is not, not for the weak of heart. It's not for everyone. And that's okay. No judgment. It's not for everyone at all. But I feel like this is very much like, um, you know, the current like women's rights movement and civil rights movement. It's a way to have freedom and agency in your own life and a way to um, to really control your own destiny. How has your what is entre your entrepreneurial journey been for you, Goddess? Well, gosh, I could answer that in a lot of different ways. I started my first I was just a freelance writer before I started as an entrepreneur. So I have always kind of worked for myself because I was just a creative person and I've done a lot of different things in my past, writing screenplays. Um, I was a songwriter. I did a lot of different things. I was always on the hustle, you know, because you have to pay your rent somehow. So I think I just have that, that hustle spirit. But I launched my first business in 2003 on my desk at Warner Brothers. I worked at uh, on a TV show at Warner Brothers for two years, and there was a lot of downtime. And I'm a very ambitious, creative person, and I just couldn't understand why I would spend that time playing video games or serving the Internet. I was like, I'm going to start my own business. So I did. <laughs> and that business was really largely based on my illustrations work and poetry, which is kind of an extension of doing the songwriting. I kind of see them as the same thing. And mm -hmm. then I did that for I did that for quite a few years. And I started a YouTube channel talking about magic and personal development. And people seemed to love it. And I was like, I this feels more purposeful to me. So what I did is I took the look and feel of my old business, which was called Koshi, and I was like, that is the aesthetic that I love. That's who I am. But there's this whole soul piece missing, which is my obsession with personal development and spirituality and making your life, you know, kick ass and all of that. So I just combined the two and then kick ass, which was born. Beautiful, beautiful. And I... I, your uh, Kick-Ass Witch logo, is that your art? Yes, yes. It's very childlike, kind of like a really basic tattoo. I, I like the, these, this color scheme of yellow, pink, and orange <laughs> uh, on a black and white background. And yeah, I don't know. It's just a personal style. 
I love it. I love it. Okay, I have to go definitely check out your t-shirt shop now and get me <laughs> some like kick ass with gear. <laughs> very, very cool. I love when people send me pictures of them wearing my t shirts. Um someone just sent me a picture or tagged me and they're at the gym like with a kick ass witch t shirt on and I, I just get such a kick out of that. It's just so fun to see. That is so cool. And there's so many different ways for people to participate in your universe. I know that in addition to having your t-shirt shop and your programs, there is also Hippie Witch Radio, which is how you and I met. I was a guest on Hippie Witch Radio, which was absolutely incredible. Can you tell people about both your YouTube show, your YouTube um, vlogs, and your Hippie Witch Radio? Yeah, uh, I make videos. A lot of them are vlogs of my son and I's life, just us living our life. I love to vlog. I think that's really fun. It's very time-consuming, so I don't, you know, I, I do it in starts and stops. I have a series right now called Magic on the Go that is really fun and helpful and practical. If people want to check that out, those are my latest videos. Um, but the podcast is my true love <laughs> because apparently I just like to talk. And it's so easy to just hop on and talk and not worry about what you look like or your background, if the lighting is good or anything. I just like being able to talk. And that's really where uh, my tribe exploded. I just was like, wow, like not only do I love this the most, but way more people are enjoying this and sharing this and spreading this around. So really, I feel like that's the heart of my business now. And it's uh, most Tuesdays at noon. Sometimes I take the last week of the month off. And uh, But something really funny happened recently <laughs> where I just, I, I just decided to... I decided um, Saturday is known as Saturn's Day. And so mm -hmm. I decided to, to just experiment on Saturdays and do something I've been calling the Saturn's Day Evening Post. And it's just ultimate silliness. It's kind of like a vlog, but the podcast version. It's nothing instructional. I'm just being silly and talking about, like, the pop culture of that week and what happened to me, like, sharing little funny stories. And I put it out one time, and people are like, we love this. And I did it a couple <laughs> more times, and they kept saying, we love it. Please don't stop. So it just became a thing, and I was like, okay. So now I'm posting twice a week, and I love it. That is so awesome. We need more silliness in the world, I feel. Silliness is healing, you know, the ability to just be goofy and be your silly, fun self. We need more fun right this minute. So I can see why people love that. That sounds really awesome. And I know that, you know, just like... Just like I am very passionate about talking about abundance and prosperity, you and I have like the Rich Goddess movement. Um, and in fact, mm -hmm. people can take a master class right now at richgoddess.club. You have the Rich Witch and the Seven yes. Portals of Prosperity. Tell people about that. Oh, I'm very proud of that. I wrote two ebooks in a really short period of time, and they felt channeled you know when, you, when an idea feels mm -hmm. like it's coming through you instead of something yeah. that you know it didn't feel like sitting down and now I'm doing this I did have to do some research for the rich witch because I wanted to make sure 
it, it's an interesting book because it's, it's for magical people. It's for people that have a, a poverty mentality, especially like spiritual people who think money is not spiritual, things like that. Um, but also, you know, a lot of really creative, magically minded people, they just don't focus on money because it seems like antithetical to who they are. So I'm like, how do I address all of that, but actually give them practical information about how to invest and grow your money, you know, like in a literal, practical sense. <laughs> and so it's that part of it actually did require me to make sure that I was like crossing every T and dotting every I because I didn't want to be responsible for somebody investing in some weird thing. <laughs> Um, so it's really based on the chakra system and I take you through like each of the seven main chakras and, and there's like a guardian for each chakra that you can call forth kind of like an archetype and a guide. Um, and through that framework, you learn, you know, how to move through a poverty mentality, all the shadow issues you might have around money, and then also, like I said, just really practical, like, well, how do I actually do this? Not, It's not just esoteric. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense, yes. Yes, please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Well, I'm actually working right now. Uh, I've had to put it on pause because I have a cold. Um, I'm saving my voice. I had two interviews this week, and I'm like, I'm going to save my voice for these interviews, and um, which is one of them is you. Uh, but I'm recording an audio journey called Shadow Love that's going to be coming out on Valentine's Day. And um, so that's the next thing I'm into, but shadow work, as much as a silly, goofy person as I am, is a major cornerstone of my work and so you find that in both of the ebooks I wrote but I wanted to create again I think this is kind of like one of those things where the idea just comes through you it's not really forced uh, mm -hmm. I, w I just started having this idea about self-love um, I give away a free ebook called Hippie Witch Peace Love and all that good sh <laughs> For those of you who don't like swearing, there's a little swear word in there. But, um, and it really outlines like the steps to creating a kick-ass sense of self-love. And that's, it's all helpful and very practical. I love that book. I'm proud of it. But just in doing this work over the years, again, I wrote that book in 2012. I'm like, but there's another deeper layer to it. And it's going into the shadow part of your psyche, the abandoned part of your psyche, the rejected part of your psyche, the shameful part, and learning to love that part because that kind of love is so deep and holistic. And so I'm very excited about that. I'm like talking with my hands right now. I know you can't see me, but I'm waving for beer. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm yeah. really, really excited about that right now. I, I am so passionate about that as well. I think that that is really, really important. And we're over time, but we cannot leave without talking about that because I think that so many people kind of get it twisted and they think that, you know, when you're talking about personal development and personal evolution and living your best life, that it's about like slapping a, a happy sticker on a gas tank, you know, instead of like really like 
you know, reviewing and addressing the shadow and all of that. And you and I have had a conversation about that before. And and I think that it's such an important thing to address. Can you talk about looking at the parts of yourself that you deem ugly or unacceptable? And, you know, what has been that part of the journey for you as well? Yeah, I mean, the shadow is... It's kind of like a, a container for your shame, so you don't have to look at it, um, but it will not be held down. I, I I always liken it to a beach ball. Like, you're trying to hold a beach ball, like a really full beach ball underwater, and you can hold it for a long time, but then it kind of, like, spontaneously jumps out of your hand and whacks you on the face. Like, the shadow is like that. <laughs> and those moments are moments of regret. And we all have certain triggers that trigger us into, like, mousing off to somebody, having a temper tantrum, uh, just things that kind of embarrass us. And then we're like, ooh, back into the shadow, you go, you know. And it's uh, a very painful thing. So a lot of people fear doing shadow work. And if you have a lot of trauma in your past, sexual abuse, physical abuse, something that's very, very deep that you may have repressed, it definitely behooves you to work with a professional therapist to do some of that work. But I don't think you have to go that deep that fast. You know what I mean? Like, if there are so many little things that you can do to just understand yourself better. And one of the things you can do is look at your projections. So how do you judge other people? And... It's not to say that you can't see somebody and be like, ooh, they're a hot mess, and yeah, because that person might be like off the rails on drugs and stuff, whatever, having a hot mess moment in their life. It's different than that. It's a judgment that you have that really has a charge to it for you and that you just all of a sudden are triggered by and very invested. It reminds me of... Uh, like pastors who preach against homosexuality with vehemence and like really kind of punish the congregation over this and then come to find out in the closet they're gay. The shadow mm -hmm. is very mm -hmm. much like that. Projections are very much like that. So that's one way <laughs> that you can just start looking at it and being like, what is, why does that always trigger me? Why does that always upset me when somebody acts like that? And you can look at your own self and be like, well, where am I acting like that how am I that and then it's just yeah. again self-love comes into play you start learning to have compassion for yourself because again we are all only human <laughs> we're just human and that's the spiritual path that's the work of it and I find it exciting and fun every time I unearth something like that. I, I tend to, I guess, it's a weird reaction. I don't know. When I say that, sometimes people are like, but it's so heavy and scary. But I think it's heavy and scary to not know why I'm I am yes. acting like a jerk. <laughs> when I'm yes. laughing, like, oh, I see, that is what I'm doing. It gives me the opportunity to change. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so what do you do on those days when you feel less than your beautiful hippie witch self? You know, because a lot of people, you know, they look at someone like they look at you, you're on YouTube, they're, they're listening to your podcast, you know, and they're like, wow, look at her. She's beautiful. She's really smart. She's well-spoken. 
She's got a great business, great son. She's got it all together. She must not have it like me. She never gets sad. She never gets angry. She never gets depressed. Can you share what you do on those days, you know, when you feel less than your beautiful goddess self? Yes, totally. Yes. And I will say, although this might be an unpopular answer, I am more happy than not. And I am in a place in my life where I'm very joyful and grateful for every single day. But I was not like that for a long, 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 long time. I was the exact opposite. I was suffering. I was the victim. I was, you know, I, I was always in a panic, anxious, depressed. So for me, I am proud to say that I actually am a very happy, go lucky person most days. If I have, if I'm having an off day, if I'm feeling insecure, for example, maybe something's making me I call them vulnerability hangovers. <laughs> maybe I've shared something on my po- maybe I've shared maybe something on my podcast. Yes, right. Did she say that? Is that where I got cheap? I'm I, stealing from over, and I, I didn't even know it. You know where I think we got it from? Because I, I say that too. We got it from Brene Brown talking to Oprah. That's where we got it. But go ahead. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> These things slip into your mind and then they just take hold. So yeah, I, I feel I'll get a vulnerability hangover and think, oh, what are they going to think of me? And feeling like, oh, I shouldn't have exposed all of that. And so I get really, really... Uh, Pollyanna Joanna. I go right into like the most sweet kind of Abraham Hicksy self-love fest that I can come up with. I just start really trying to connect with my joy. And for me, I mean, I do that in a lot of silly ways. It's different for everybody. I might take a bath. I love to take hot baths and watch like an hour long something. I don't know. So whatever show that I'm currently into on Netflix (laughs) or Amazon Prime, uh, I might go on a walk. Sometimes I brush my cat because they're so, I have four cats and they're so innocent and they're so loving and they're so thrilled for the attention and it really takes me out of my own stuff. And then once I get clicked back into the vortex, so to speak, or my joy, then I can think about, like, why did that trigger me? Why did that make me feel that way? And and maybe do a little bit of healing around that. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I want everybody to download your free Hippie Witch book. Can you tell them again what the book is and where they can get it? Hippie Witch, peace, love, and all that good she has written. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, if you just go to my website, www.joannadevoe.com, there's a pop-up window. There's a, there's a tab you can click on, too, that says free ebook. But uh, that, too, will let you know. It'll put you on my newsletter list. I send a newsletter out most weeks. And I'm very proud of my newsletter because it's it's its own thing. It's not content for my blog or anything. I write a fresh bit of content just for my subscribers because I think it's an honor when someone lets you into their inbox and I want to respect that and make it worth their while. So full disclosure, you will get my free ebook and it's a good sizable ebook about creating self-love in a practical way. I guess I'm really into practical magic. Like, okay, self-love is all great and good as a concept, but how do you actually start doing that for yourself? 
And then once you're on my newsletter list, you'll know. And you know when Shadow Love is available, when the Queen program comes back around, whatever I'm making, obviously I share it there first. So that's that. You know, Goddess Joanna, I have to tell you, I can already like hear a voice in the ether. Someone listening saying, how did you have Joanna DeVoe on and you didn't have her share a magic spell? So should we share one now or should we wait until our video? See, the thing is, goddesses, our next conversation is going to be a video conversation. And Joanna and I had like a little sister consultation a couple hours ago. We were like, can we get cute today and do video? We're like, ah, we'll do it another time. <laughs> so yeah. there is another no, them. Let's leave them in suspense, so they they have to tune into the video now, right? <laughs> absolutely, sis. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this juicy conversation. Her name is Goddess Joanna Devoe. Definitely check out joannadevoe.com, her podcast, her ebook, and of course her YouTube channel, and of course. I want to just thank you for listening, for taking a moment out of everything going on into your life to say yes to you, yes to your power, yes to your own strength. Be seen, be heard, be a movement, and I will see you in the next conversation. Namaste, goddesses.